something that I think goes over a lot of folks' heads <laughs> in regards to spirituality is the fact that spirituality is almost always 100% fully about embodiment. It's about embodying those mystical, universal truths, essentially bringing them down into your life as your life, right? Becoming, merging with the divine. This isn't an intellectual thing. That merging is a full-on embodiment. And so, like, um, I think Sadhguru is accustomed to saying, you, you brush your teeth spiritual, you tie your shoes spiritual, you do everything in your life becomes spiritual. That's the point. And I found this across every spiritual system that I've studied. It's about literally becoming that. And I don't think that a lot of us, um, rather, it can be very easy <laughs> to forget this when so much of your journey um, can be geared toward understanding or trying to understand these deeper spiritual esoteric principles. You know, when we look at, say, Western occultism, it's so much sort of lore and candy, I'd say, for the for the mind, for the thinking mind to wrap its head around. Ooh, if I could understand, you know, the, the tree of life, right? Mm, yeah, okay, that's super interesting. Or the Rosicrucians, oh, they had a whole interesting thing. How do I die? Oh, when then we get to freaking Solomonic magic, right? Now I got to do a something seal so I can... <laughs> A lot of these things have um, a ton of opportunity for you to get distracted by the sort of flashy, interesting, sexy things. But mainly I find that the biggest distraction that we have a tendency to get caught up in is the usefulness of spirituality. The idea that I'm going to use this thing to enrich my ego. What is it going to give you? What is it going to give me? You know, and I think a lot of the time this is initially um, <laughs> specifically to people who've had sort of deep life-changing spiritual experiences. One of the first things that you'll notice is these sort of quote unquote changes to your external life certain aspects of your life that may have been really challenging before may have gotten a little easier uh, things have just started to change and so your mind the ego immediately starts going ooh the spiritual thing I know that I'm, I'm kind of more spiritual now the spiritual thing is giving me a thing and so sort of a trap is okay well now how do I use this spiritual thing to enrich myself, to make my life better, to fix this, 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 this. And it can be a monster hamster wheel of just trying to sort of feed that 
empty hole of yourself. <laughs> and before it was more maybe material means, now it's spiritual means. Ooh, you know, how do I manifest this thing? Uh, something that I think is, <laughs> I'm always sort of challenging people with is, you know, if you manifest everything you want and you're unable to be present with that, does it fucking matter? Right? If you can manifest the mansion, the cars, and the things, and the front, whatever it is you want, right? Everything you've ever wanted, does it matter if you're still deeply, <laughs> you know, stuck in despair? You're constantly in a sort of repetitive pattern of being triggered and being disconnected. It doesn't matter if you can't fully engage in life. And so having a, a, a check-in with yourself and, and making sure the sort of litmus test for where you are sort of spiritually has to be in your embodiment. This principle that I've, I feel like I've understood, that I'm learning to understand how is that showing up in my life right now? How is that showing up in how I did the dishes today? How I folded uh, <laughs> the laundry? How I spoke to my partner? How I behaved at work? How I was driving the car today? Was I driving the car or was I ruminating over a million other things? Was I anxious about what's happening? Was I able to be fully there in a conversation with somebody today? Am I noticing these sort of repeating obsessive patterns in my life that aren't really changing? You know, sort of one of the other issues with spirituality is the, the bypassing ability of it you know people talk about spiritual bypassing like it's this boogeyman and, and it, it very much is um <laughs> but I, I don't think we give it enough credit for just how good the solve is right i'm trying to say solve <laughs> like solve, like you put it put it on a thing and it makes it uh better like a ointment it, spiritual bypassing is such so uh nefarious because it works <laughs> right once you sort of begun to for lack of a better word understand spirituality at a certain level at a sort of contemplative intellectual mind level you're able to kind of justify anything. And so the holes, the, the rather the dark corners of yourself that you don't want to see or deal with, you're infinitely more able to not deal with them. Because whereas maybe before you could tuck them away, maybe uh, put a put a sweep it under the rug, as it were. Now, instead of just sweeping it under the rug, you're. I mean, <laughs> you're creating an entire labyrinth. Uh, you're sleeping it under the rug. You're putting a freaking 
safe on top of that, making the safe uncrackable <laughs> and also moving your consciousness to another continent. Like the, the spiritual ego is a fucking superhero. That thing can. It will hide behind its supposed understanding. It will hide behind its intellectual ability to kind of falsely embody what it's thinking. You can sort of uh, hypnotize yourself into a sort of intellectualized version of what you think it means to embody these spiritual principles. And that's really the most sort of just oof, that thing will suck you in. I feel like you really about that life. Oh yes. I'm, I'm very enlightened. And now I speak in a very calm and monotone voice at all times. I'm I'm unaffected. I'm I'm fully accepting all the time. <laughs> a lot of the time your spiritual ego will try to mimic and mirror what it thinks embodiment is. And then when that starts happening, whoo girl. That's a beast. That's a that's a super serious kind of spiritual bypassing. If you'd like to get a get an idea of maybe that's where you're at, um talk to the people around you in your life they'll let you know they'll shoot you straight <laughs> in fact just be around your friends and family because if you're trying to like do a thing what will likely happen is you'll create some sort of um, well there'll be dissonance right they'll start maybe <laughs> being reactive about a certain thing in their life and you'll immediately start judging them for their reactivity because it's not matching up with who you think you are right now which is the spiritually egoic like completely enlightened and I am just accepting of everything I had to watch recently a um an episode of a multicam for an audition because I just forget what they're like, because honestly, I could do without them. This is going to make sense. Um, <laughs> and in one of this episode, it was a, it was a show with uh, Mayan Blanc, Blanc, mm, Blossom. You guys know Blossom. And she was on that Big Bang show for a minute. Um, and she does an episode where she essentially is kind of calling out what I'm talking about. She did a whole eat, pray, love thing between season two and season three. And she comes back and in it. She, uh, on the plane ride home, she ain't even home yet. She's telling this person who says next to her, I think it's like a celebrity from like Jeopardy or something. And she tells him the story. She's like, yo, you know, I, I was eat, pray, loving, man. I really found myself. I got like a whole mantra. I'm super accepting now. Anything goes. I'm super accepting. <laughs> Obviously this is the sort of premise of this episode. So we're going to see just how not accepting she is. She goes into her life and sure enough, you know things aren't what she would like them to be and so she's like well I'm accepting so it's fine like her uh her what is it she has a coffee shop that's like a cat cafe it's like completely changed now and it's a juice bar and she's like I'm accepting it's fine everything's fine you know her friend has kind of gone Hollywood on her he's a songwriter and she's like it's fine everything's fine I accept this is the new me and this is a sort of 
challenge when you try to sort of intellectualize these principles instead of embodying them is because the intellectual interpretation doesn't leave room for life. The true variance that exist in everyday experience, lived experience. You'll find that when you're embodying your practice, the shit ain't nearly as cut and dry as it is in the book, ever. You'll find that a lot of the theoretical information are, they're just pointers. I almost hesitate to say fingers pointing at the moon because I know so many of the people listening to this have heard that and use it as an excuse to still attach to fingers. How fucked is that? That the spiritual ego is so twisted that it will use a brilliant tool, mind you, (laughs) and completely intellectualize around it. Like, "Mm, yeah, well, I know it's not like the whole thing, but like... But I'm still going to do exactly what this thing is pointing out not to do. <laughs> For real, right? But the, the concepts are just that. Concepts. They're dirty. When you really get down to it, when you really try to live that shit, it's not nearly as clean. This becomes evident when it's about embodiment and you'll find that when embodiment is your main focus that all the sort of judgment that shows up specifically in the relationships around your life begin to wash away because you're no longer judging those people against a sterilized concept when you are embodying what that concept is pointing to That sterilization, that idealized thing is now grounded in the reality of you fall short every single fucking day of that concept. So who are you to judge? I had to let that one sit, you know what I'm saying? I've been going kind of hard for a minute, but we had to let that sit for real though. When you come back from your little retreat in the woods, (laughs) your little meditation thing, and you get back to your life, and life is like, hey, remember when everything was super pristine and you had all the things lined up for yourself? Uh, I don't give a shit about any of that. (laughs) You start interacting with people relationally in your life. You got to realize that it's dirty. Life isn't clean. And so embodiment has to be numero uno, because I'll tell you this, every single spiritual practice that you research ever, forever, is always about embodiment. The ego will detour you around this truth. It will use every pit stop to enrich itself, to make itself feel whole, make itself feel better. But hear me, 
if you lock in and you stay with anything long enough, and I mean anything, okay, <laughs> astrology, <laughs> freaking uh, spirit guides, uh, channeling, Kriya yoga, Tantra yoga, Western occultism, freaking Sufism, mystical Christianity, literally everything, it will land in embodiment. So if that's not you, if that's not what your North Star is right now, maybe check in on that. We all do. We all forget, man. I get it. We all need this reminder because dear God, I mean, this shit is flashy. I get it. Crack open an old grimoire. You feel like you're touching something ancient. You're like, oh, look at this. <laughs> embodiment, embodiment, embodiment. No, no, have some fun. Try it and see. Have a wonderful day. Know yourself. <laughs>